Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Rich Joy Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I'm Pastor Ventaney from Rhema Word of Faith Empowerment Ministries. You know, Vince, I was looking at, at some scripture earlier today. Isaiah 49, beginning at verse 14, says, But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me. The Lord has forgotten me. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. And as I was looking at this, the Lord was saying to me that this is not just from the time of Isaiah, but this is actually today. The Israelites, because of the situation they found themselves in, where their walls had been torn down, they had been taken into captivity, had begun to think, well, God has forsaken us. Nothing this terrible could have happened unless God had forgotten who we are if he had not forsaken us in some way. And God is reminding them here that a mother, we think of a mother's love as the greatest love there is. He says, as great as that, that love is, a mother might forget. But he says, I never will. So if you're worried, he says to the Israelites, that I have forsaken you, that I have forgotten you, there's no way that I would ever forget you because I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. And not only was that true in, in the days that Isaiah wrote this, but it's still today. We might feel as if God has forsaken us. and We might feel as if he has forgotten us. We might... Our sight might say, oh, there's no hope in this circumstance, but faith says that all things are possible through God, and we need to remember that no matter what is going on in our life, no matter what, whether it's good, bad, a terrible tragedy, that God has never, ever forgotten us. And he never will forget us either. And again, (laughs) it says Zion has said, that means God's people, and God's people still today are, are, are saying they're saying, the Bible says, we believe, therefore we speak. So they're believing that God has forsaken them, so therefore they're speaking that. But they're speaking an untruth because the word of God reveals to us that he would never leave us. Or he'll never forsake us. And God was telling them here, I've written your name in the palm of my hands. And I just think about it. How often do we look at our palms throughout the day? Right. We're washing our hands and we're picking up stuff and we're doing all kind of things with our hands. And, and as you were just speaking of that scripture and as we was reading it, that's how God works with me, man. He works through his word. His, him and his word are one. Look what he led me to right here in Romans 8, verse 24, 28. It says, and we know that all things work together for the good for those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that we may be the firstborn of many brethren. Moreover, moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Then he goes to say in verse 31, 
What shall we say to these things? Well, this is what we should say. The next sentence. If I like to say, I don't like to say if I like to say it because God is for us. Who can be against us? And he said he didn't spare his own son. But I want to drop down to verse 37. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded, and this is where your faith has to be. You have to be persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present or things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. We got God's word on this. He said nothing, regardless of what may happen in life on the earth, it ain't going to be able to separate you from me because you belong to me. You're a part of my body. Right. Yeah. And you know what I really love is that he writes there at the end, nor anything else. Because that includes that, everything that else. Our, yeah, right. Human nature <laughs> would be, well, what about what, this? What about this? What, what about, about that? that? No, no, what no. about this other thing? He said no other created thing. So anything else could be created, a situation, a circumstance, a condition, that won't even separate our love, my love from you. And that's what you put faith in. And if that's God why, said that, that's the truth. That's why we have to live by faith and not by sight. Because my human sight, my my sight in as far as what my condition is, is set, could say, there's no hope here. There's absolutely nothing that can be done here. Well, your natural senses are going to say that anyway. That God, everything is possible with him. My natural, say, there's just no way that this relationship could ever be fixed. And yet God says all things are possible with him. And the scripture tells us, run with endurance the race that was set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Well, this is how you look unto Jesus, looking unto the word. Jesus is called the word. In Revelation, it said he shall be called the word of God. So as you look into the word of God as your source, as the ultimate or the last resort, the only resort, that's the author and the finisher of your faith. Don't look at the circumstances. Because if you do, that's going to be the author and the finisher of your faith. But he said, looking unto Jesus. He said, run with perseverance. That means, you know, gird yourself up. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You have to, as Christians, as faith people, we have to persevere. We have to endure some things. You may have to go into the lion's den. But guess what? You ain't going in by yourself. Because he'll never leave you nor forsake you. You might have to go in the fiery furnace of affliction. But guess what? He's going in with you. And if you don't believe me, ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And, and Nebuchadnezzar say, I know I threw three of them in there, but it looked like. <laughs> now there's four. And he looks like the son of man. So there you go right there. God's always with you. He'll be with you in those hard times. You have to know that. Believe that and say that. You See, have to speak that. And I, what I love is what they say to him just before he throws them in is that our God can save us, but even if he doesn't, we still we're ain't going to bow down. That means you. I ain't going to bow down to the pressures that you put placing on me. Life. Jesus said, I can't you may have life and have it more abundantly. So we as Christians, as you think life field, puts pressure on us? I know it does. But we're, we're not to succumb to the pressure because remember, we're called overcomers. Greater is he. He just said we're more than conquerors. Right. So we can conquer through Christ who strengthened us. We can conquer anything that life brings us. So that's why he says in Ephesians, he gave some to be a prophets, apostles, pastors, evangelists, and teachers for the equipping of the saints. You have to be equipped to do life the God way. Because we have an adversary out here called the devil, and he'll bring those things on you. Ask Job. And then we have, we have, <laughs> our, own, we have our own sinful nature. 
right, that right. wants to fall back into the old ways of this is all I can see. You know, the scripture just keeps coming to my mind over and over and over that we live by faith and not by sight because our sight will so often, and when he says sight, you can also put in feelings. My right. feelings are that God has forsaken me. My feelings are that I'm all alone. My feelings are that nobody cares about me. My feelings are whatever they might be, and yet our faith says something exactly the opposite. And again, on, on that sight, to me, sight means things perceived by the senses. The see, touch, taste, feel, and hear. We don't walk by that. We walk by the truth of God's word. If God said it in his word, you put faith in that and let that be the author and the finisher. Let that word be sovereign in your life. And yes, people around you will try to get you to back off the word and and speak about the circumstances or the conditions. But your job as the believer is to continue to walk by faith, not by sight. The scripture tells us, Fight the good fight of faith. You know why it's a good fight? Because we win. You win if you stand on the word. He says, hold fast. Hold fast to the confession of your faith without wavering. You know, you can't waver. when you said that, it reminded me. Um, I lived in Alaska for a couple years, and Alaska at the point where we lived there was two year, two hours behind. And... Um, in on the clock than California was. And I would watch Monday night football. And so I could know who won before it was over. So I could listen on the radio and I could find out that it was over and who won before the game actually started on television. So if it was like the Raiders, and I'm a big Raiders fan, most people know that. Um, If it was the Raiders and they won... I would then watch the game. If they lost, I wouldn't like it. But if they won, I knew how it ended. So the other team, they might pick up a fumble, run for a touchdown. They might intercept a pass and run for a touchdown. It was like, it didn't matter. who cares? Who cares? I don't care because I know who won. And guess what? That's what God wants. That's the way he wants us to be because he already knows. Yeah, he, we we win. We win. We're, over, we're more than conquerors. And he so, always you know, causes adversity us to might come, but we can say, hey, it doesn't matter because we're, we're going to win. The scripture says in Corinthians, he always gives us the victory. He always causes us to triumph. Well, always means win. Always. always. Mean I never lose if I stand on the word of God. Now, it may look like the circumstances, remember? Oh, because our sight might say, this is it. Yeah, you might say, sight might say, you're going down. This ship is sinking. But if you stay in faith, and even you, again, you might have to go into fiery furnace in the lion's den, but you still don't lose. Yes, you went in, but he went in with you and he brought you out without a, a scar on you, without a bite mark, without a singe. And that's the, that's who we are because our faith is in God. Jesus said, have faith in God. And this is why we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. You got to renew your mind because, by the word. Because it's so easy to think, well, this is, there's no hope here. This is as bad as it can get. Um, I, I have a family Ooh. member that their health isn't really good, and they just can't seem to get past their health isn't good, you know? And so everything is terrible. They cannot well, you know what? get to the idea that God is going to work everything for their good. And you know what? If they stop focusing on how their health is not good and, and then change their focus on how God is good and meditate on his word, that's why he told Joshua, this is going to give you the victory. He said, this book of the law referring to my word, he said, you shall meditate on this day and night and observe to do all that's written in it. No, I mean, I'm going to meditate on my circumstances no, see, and the, how terrible they that, are That's the problem night. right there. He said, meditate on this day and night. Then he said, then you will make your way prosperous. And then you should have good success. 
And remember in Philippians, he's talking about things to think on. So that's what's happening in people's life, Christians' life. They're not focused and meditating on what God said. They're meditating on what the circumstances or the conditions said. And then our imagination runs off. I tell somebody, Sunday, you know what happens right. is we, we have a little twinge in our hip, and then we start thinking about it. Well, the more you think about a little pain like that, the bigger it gets. Well, whatever you focus and on. And pretty soon, man, my hip's hurting. And pretty soon, all of a sudden, you remember somebody that had that same kind of pain, and they had to have a hip replacement. Right. Oh, and now I'm going to be laid up for six months. Well, so everything, and, ha- everything and then, has a root. then you remember... Wow, somebody I know had that same pain, and that was cancer. And pretty soon, you got a little pain in your hip, and your imagination has just run completely amok. And pretty soon, you're thinking every bad thing that could possibly happen. That's what our sight does. We need to live by faith and well, not by sight. It is. You will always move towards your most dominant thought. As a man thinketh or believes in his heart, so is he. If you start focusing on what's negative in your life, that's going to get bigger. Again, you're going to always move towards your most dominant thought. So if your dominant thoughts are the word of God and you meditating on his word concerning healing, he sent this word and he healed them. There was no feeble one among them by his scratch were healed. If you constantly meditate on that and let that come out of your mouth, because we are on a word planet. This, the scripture says in the Hebrews, by the word, by faith, we believe the, the world was framed by the word of God. So if you meditate on his word and speak his word, that's what's going to manifest. That's what's going to get bigger in your life. Now, the opposite is true. If I focus on how bad the economy is and how bad my health is and all of this, that's what's because whatever you think on, you're going to eventually start speaking well, see, about you, it. You can talk yourself into being sick. Yes, you uh, can. <laughs> man, my throat's a little sore. Oh, uh-huh. man, now I think I got a headache. And pretty soon, you're sick. Well, by your words, you'll be ensnared. You can speak words because God created the heavens and the earth by words. And we're made in his image and likeness. So that's what the devil wants us to do. He wants us to loose these words out of our mouth, sign for the package, so to speak. So that's why the Bible says, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Corrupt communication is anything that's contrary to the word of God that you're allowing to come out of your mouth. Because that's how you, and a lot of Christians don't get this because they're not being taught this. Death and life is really in the power of the tongue. You can speak life over your life or death over your life. And other people's, too. You know, if you tell your kids long enough that they're not good at something, pretty soon they won't well, be good at it. Well, the scripture says in James, with the same mouth we bless God and we curse men in the similitude of God. He's, then he says, the next scripture says, my brethren, this ought not be so. Meaning, you should use your words only to bless people. But I've been meditating on this, and God says, yes, you can. He said, don't use your words to just he said, use your words just to bless people, not to curse them. But he told me this. You can use your words to curse the devil. If you want to use your words to curse, use them to curse the devil. Use them to curse sickness. Use them to curse poverty. Use them to curse injustice. But, but, but use them to bless people. But curse anything that's not of God. You, you can, you can, if you like to curse, curse anything that's not of God. <laughs> like to curse. But, but if you like to bless, and that's what God does. God's in the, in the blessing business. He, he, the scripture says after he created them, he blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. That's how he blessed them. So we have to get understanding. The scripture says, and all you're getting, get understanding. You got to, you got to, that's part of the be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. You got to grow in the knowledge of God. You have to, we came out of the kingdom of darkness and now we're in the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God. So now we have to learn how that kingdom works. And it works by the Holy Spirit being in this. It also works by the word of God. Because God only watches over his word. 
So we have to learn to speak in line with his word, and we'll move towards that abundant life. I don't let nothing come out of my mouth that's not positive, that's not in line whatever's with the good, word of God. Whatever's pure, whatever's true, whatever's noble. Think Something on it. Excellent think, he said think on it, but check this out. As a man think it, so is he. Right, but see, this is where the rubber meets the road, because there are people out there who lost their job, and when they first lost their job, they were doing everything they could to find another one. They were sending out resumes, and then they got discouraged, and then they got a little more discouraged, and then finally, if people aren't careful, they just give up. And it's not just about a job, but it's life. So many people just kind of give up on the dreams they had for life, mm-hmm. and and they're just living out their days, and they've, they've given up, so to speak, and we've got to quit giving up on God. God is able to do all these things. And this is where the rubber meets the road. We can read in God's word that he is able to do all things. We can read in the word that we're able to do all things through the power, his power. We can read that he is sufficient for all of our needs. But do we really believe it? How well, are well, you we can read it all live? day long and the devil don't care how much you read it as long as you don't believe it. You got to believe it. And as you were saying, I was thinking about just before I came into the studio I was just thanking God for giving me life and life more abundantly for all the dreams and desires that he's placed in me that they will come to pass. I was thanking him for it. And guess what? The Holy Spirit dropped this word on me. Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that worketh in me. Well, the power that worketh in me is the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. That power, that anointing works in me. And I was just thanking God. I was like, God, I thank you. Because yesterday I had a birthday. I'm at 50 oh, now. I, I had, 50. I'm at 50. So, so I'm, I'm, for the eighth time I or got, what? No, just for the first time. <laughs> so I got another uh, 75 well, years to birthday, live. Happy birthday, Vince. I got another 75 to live. So I say, you know what? And God said, it's not over, Vince. All those, all the prof- prophetic words you got concerning the ministry, they're going to come to pass. Because I got a phone call this morning from a gentleman that wants to bless me. In a in another way, and again, God just remind me, you're written on the palm of my hand. I ain't forgot right. you, Vince. I ain't forgot you. You're engraved on the palm <laughs> of my engraved. hand. He said, I ain't forgot you, and I'm going to confirm this by doing this, that, and the other, and it's happening. I gave you a testimony. Well, I didn't give you the whole testimony this morning, but anyway, about a sister blessing. But that's how God works. He He always wants to confirm you're still running the race. You're still. On course. So just stay there. I haven't forgot you. And you just keep believing, keep meditating, keep speaking on word, keep making corrections in your life. Don't be just a hearer, but a doer. And part of that doing this, like we're saying, thinking on these things, speaking those things, making the corrections. You got to forgive people, too. That's one of them we don't want to do. If you want to work the word of God to work in your life, you got to do what he said. And he says, forgive one another. You got to love. God is love. And the Bible says faith without love Faith won't work without love, because God is love. God is love. It's not he's loving, yeah, not yeah. he's lovable. He is so love. That's in one of one of my names is I call myself V Love, and I call myself that. Richard's over there laughing. I call myself to re, that to remind me of who I am in Christ. God is love. Remember, God changed Abram to Abraham. Sarah to Sarah. Yeah, but guess what? Abraham. You know what that means? Father of many nations. God had to give him an imagination, a vision of who you, who I said you are. 
So if you you can change your name to something, you know, positive. <laughs> Remember, what was his name? There were some negative names in the Bible, too, about people. Uh, Miss Bitter. What somebody's name meant, meant Miss Bitter. But names mean things. So anyway, uh, Sarah. Sarah. Her Sarai. name was Sarah. But Sarah meant mother. Right. Yeah, many. So you have to sometimes... The Bible says this, God takes the foolish things to confound the wise. Sometimes you might have to do something that seems foolish or say something that seems foolish. But the scripture says the wisdom of God is wiser. It says the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. Well, see, you can be in the church, you can be a Christian, and some of your family members might even say, well, you know, it's stupid to... Of course they will. They say it all the time. ...to go to church. It's stupid to tithe. It's stupid to give. It's stupid to read your Bible. It's stupid to put... You know, the Bible says to esteem others above yourself, and you're going to have family members say, that's stupid. You've got to watch out for number one. You've got to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And so there's all kinds of things that God says to us and that we should do that we might even have family members, people that love us and care about us who are going to say that's not right well we have to believe god not what people say scripture says let god be true and every man be a liar so i'm gonna let some of those people might be family members someone might be church people (laughs) church family members so i'm gonna let god be true i'm just gonna let him be true and jesus said the words that i speak they are the truth their spirit in their life and, and my word is the truth so i have to let that be the truth and I have to exalt his word over everything else. I know a guy that gotta, felt called to ministry in Mexico. And you know all the problems that are going on in Mexico with the drug dealers and people getting killed and all that. And most everybody that knew him tried to talk him out of it. You know, you don't want to go there. It's too dangerous to go there. And yet his feeling was that God had wanted him to go there. And so he was going to follow what God said. And, and the people were all well-meaning. They, you know, they were, they were mm-hmm. looking out for his best interest. By, and they, they cared walk, about walk, him. They walking by sight. But that, that's <laughs> what they were trying to get him. You know, don't do it. Don't do it. It's too dangerous. And yet he had to do what he felt like God was calling him to do. And that happens in, in missionary work. But that happens just in everyday life where God calls us to do things that, that we might even have people that care about us who would say, well, you know, that's that's not a good idea. I had a lady, in fact, about three weeks ago say, you know, um, my children found out that I was tithing, and they said, that's stupid. Why would you give your money to the church? And and you've probably heard stories like that, too. There There, there are people who are going to say to you, God doesn't know what he's doing. God doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, and, and we've got to believe God. And, and I have a loved one who's incarcerated. And uh, this particular individual said God told her to fight the case. And she was offered a deal of four months. But she said, no, God told me don't take the deal to fight the case. Well, she fought the case and lost. I followed Well, God the law must have and, forsaken her. God uh, must not have cared. No, no, God knew what he was doing. He knew right. that he had somebody there for her to minister to. Like, say, don't go to Mexico. Yeah. And and we had, there was people in the natural say, no, you should take the deal, take the deal, take the deal. And she was like, well, God told me to fight. So in God's wisdom, he knew what he was doing. It may, may not made sense to us. It probably made sense to take the deal, but it made faith to to believe God and trust God and fight and let him lead the way because his wisdom is is greater than ours, and he knows why. And now that we look back, we see 
what God's doing in that situation. Well, Joseph, Potiphar's wife, you know, and he says, how could I do this terrible thing? And she has him thrown in prison. And yet you could say, well, God must have forsaken him. God doesn't care about him anymore. He would have never ended up in prison. But it was exactly according to God's plan that he would end see, up in prison. And, and because otherwise you couldn't meet the cupbearer or the baker. As Christians, we have to always remember these stories. I always tell people the stories in the, in the Bible are for our spiritual enrichment and edification. They're to give us insight and wis- the wisdom of God. They're not cute little stories. So and that we was talking this month, morning, there's nothing new under the sun except technology. But other than that, in human right. nature. I mean, we have airplanes and stuff yeah, yeah. that they didn't have. But yeah, the, we got cell phones. They the, didn't have those The either. way that people act right. and do. There's nothing new under the sun. The mind, the heart is, saying, is still the same. It needs to be transformed. The mind and the heart needs to be a heart made of flesh, <laughs> not a stone. So... Things are going to happen in people's life, but we have to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Lean not to our own understanding and all our ways acknowledge him. And and that's what Joseph did. He acknowledged God still in the midst of that trial, that tribulation. And God directed his path. Right. And still today, we have to do that. We still have to acknowledge God, meaning glorify him in the matter. But if we were sold into slavery, we'd have to figure, well, God, that was that's the end of that. Whatever hopes and dreams well, I had, they're over because God's forsaken me, no, and yet he never does you that. You just got to do what the scripture says concerning slave, slaves and slave owners. It talks about that. You do what God says. Yeah, God doesn't well, leave a lot of stuff to chance. No, 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 no. He talks no. about how husbands should treat their wives, how wives should treat their husbands, how they should both treat their children. And how we should treat our employees, how we should treat our employers. I tell people all the time, God has something to say about everything. You just got to go in his word and find it out. There's 66 books in this Bible. God has a lot to say about every situation, every circumstance, every condition. You just have to, as a believer, seek ye first. Well, then once we know what it is that he has to say, we don't have to do it. Because he'll say that we're to love our neighbors ourselves. And you say, well, I don't like my neighbor very well, so I don't think I want to do that. Or we're to esteem others above ourselves. And we say, you know what? I don't really feel like esteeming that person. Back to the scripture in James. Don't be just a hearer, but a doer. He said, if you're a doer of the word, you'll be blessed in what you do. And that's our desire is to be blessed in what we do. But before we uh, get off the air, we like to make available for you for any uh, donation to the Ministry of Faith on Fire, the book by Drake Travis is a bestseller called Healing Power, Voice Activated. Discover today how your words bless, heal, and restore. We like to make that book available to you. Just give us a call at 530-894-7325, or you can just mail us. You can uh, mail us at P.O. Box, Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, Nine five nine two seven, and we'll send you a copy of Drake Travis' best-selling book, Healing Power, Voice Activated. All right, and we will be back tomorrow for more Faith on Fire. Hallelujah! If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, 
P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.